At MasterCard, we believe that women-owned small businesses are uniquely inspiring. They're pillars of the community and have a measurable impact on the people within them. It's their secret sauce. We are deeply committed to helping address the daily challenges of all Canadian small businesses by putting our technology, cybersecurity solutions, digital resources, and partnerships to work for you every day. Discover them today at mastercard.ca forward slash small business. MasterCard, start something priceless. At Scotiabank, we know how important thriving businesses are for the strength of our economy. Our team of experienced advisors across the country can provide you with tailored advice, leading products, and valuable resources to help achieve all your financial goals. We're here for every future. Let's get started today. Visit us at scotiabank.com slash smallbusiness. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, where we talk to Canada's most innovative and entrepreneurial leaders and changemakers. I'm your host, Rick Spence, and as a business journalist, editor, and entrepreneur, I've learned what makes Canadian startups special, successful, and scalable. Join me every Tuesday to hear news stories of Canadian entrepreneurs and learn about the moments that mattered most on their journeys. The Startup Canada podcast is a production of Startup Canada. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Entrepreneurs from coast to coast to coast, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast. Entrepreneurs are notorious for wanting to do the work they love, but that rarely includes paperwork. Raise one finger if you love scheduling. Raise another finger if you love billing. Raise another if you love managing your client lists. Okay, you get what we mean. Today, we're talking with two experts about a made-in-Canada solution to paperwork for healthcare clinics, Jane.app from West Vancouver. Jane's mission is to help the helpers. On the show today, we're excited to speak with Leanne Wood and Randy Chu. Randy Chu is a product trainer at Jane.app from Vancouver. Prior to his current position, he was Jane's mental health advocate, helping the team at Jane understand the needs of their mental health practitioner community. Leanne Wood, RP, is the clinical director of Rethink Me, a psychotherapy private practice in Belleville, Ontario. She's also founder of Psychotherapy Masterminds, that's an organization that empowers mental health professionals with the knowledge and skills needed to operate successful practices. Through Psychotherapy Masterminds, Leanne provides invaluable insights and guidance, drawing from years of experience in the mental health industry. Her mission is to foster a community of thriving mental health professionals who can channel their expertise into impactful client care while achieving financial success. She's also a Jane.app ambassador. Leanne and Randy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us today, Rick. Hey, Rick. Thanks for having us. Delighted to have you here. Um, the way we usually get started at the Startup Canada podcast is just to, uh, because we know our listeners are entrepreneurs and very, 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 very busy. Um, we want to give them a, a bit of a hint as to what they might get out of listening to this podcast for the next half hour or so. So what advice do you hope that entrepreneurs will take away from today's conversation? Leanne, why don't you go first? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you're going to have some challenging days. I think that's really inevitable. So, you know, surrounding yourself with a network of professionals and friends who can offer you advice, a listening ear, or even just a good laugh is really important. Beautiful. Randy? Yeah, I'd echo what uh, Leanne said. Uh, lean into those support networks. 
Um, I know in super competitive environments, right, you might feel that folks are maybe gatekeeping and not sharing their information. Uh, but from what we see in our community, there is just a ton of generosity. And all of the folks that I meet, they function under this idea that, you know, when we thrive, when the community thrives. And there's a lot of that going on uh, at Shane. Yeah, uh, this is just exactly the way to uh, kick off November and mental health month. So thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, finding the community, finding the helpers. <laughs> it's all connected. Uh, Randy, why don't you start by telling us a little about Jane.app and its founding by Allie Taylor and Trevor Johnson. Yeah, so Jane is a uh, practice management software for health and wellness practitioners. Uh, we make it really simple to book and chart and schedule and bill and, and more importantly, get paid. Uh, we were started in 2011. So Ali, uh, one of our co-founders, had a clinic in North Vancouver called Canopy and needed a solution um, for booking and things and didn't love what was in the market. Uh, so uh, along comes Trevor and they built Jane App. And a couple of years later, we were offered to come on the masses. <laughs> and uh, just give us can you give us any sort of sense of the size of the company whether it's in terms of number of customers or sales and profits or um cities you're in countries yes. you're in continents <laughs> yeah we're um we've got a lot of customers both uh in north vancouver so canada and the u.s uh we've got a big group of customers out in the uk um I talked to a clinic that signed up in Thailand not too long ago. Cool. So we're, we're everywhere. Um, in terms of size, we recently just celebrated 39,000 accounts. Wow. Um, so yeah, we're, we're growing and uh, growing as we're speaking. <laughs> That's fabulous. And tell us about your own journey with Jane. How long have you been there and, and, and what, uh, what appeals to you about your position? Yeah, so I started in Jane uh, in 2020, so in the middle of the pandemic. Um, I started with our fantastic customer support team. Uh, this team, they do everything. They do everything from sales to onboarding to, you know, the, the regular support. Um, and I got to learn a lot about Jane, the product, as well as our, our um, practitioner community in that role. Um, I then stepped into our mental health advocate role. Um, so that's a a bit of an odd title. I think anytime I share that title with folks, they think that I'm advocating for like the mental health of our employees. I'm kind of our in-house counselor. Uh, that's not what I did. Um, I am an advocate for our mental health users. So I am their voice within Jane. Um, so I would, you know, learn about their needs and share that needs uh, with our team so that we can make Jane even better for them. Uh, and then, you know, I did that role for a couple of years and, uh, my background is in training, and there was a, a role in our training team, so um, I moved over there, and I've been there for about a year now. Fabulous. And let me, let me just ask you, I read something in the, uh, the, the website from, from Jane that, that surprised me a little bit. It says, we have no sales teams. How do you get 39,000 accounts without a sales team? Yeah, so a lot of Jane has grown through word of mouth. Um, and that's primarily what we do. I mean, we don't have a dedicated sales team. Our support team, we do demos with our customers because we know the product best. Um, you know, some sales teams, right, they are, um, they are, what's the word I'm looking for? They are going to be 
motivated by by sales, right, and uh, incentivized by that. And you know, they might bring on folks who aren't a great fit. You know, and at Jane, we do things a bit differently. So it's our support team who knows the customers really well, who knows their needs are, who knows what their pain points are. They're the ones who do all the sales or, or the demos, if you will. So you guys are so good. You actually screen out potential customers. <laughs> well, not, not so much screen out, right? But you know what? If we're not going to be a great fit, um, then let's, let's talk about it, right? Let's talk about why. Um, and let's point you in the right direction, right? We don't want to bring on folks who we're not a great fit for and then have them be unhappy with us. Yeah, great story. Thank you so much for sharing that. Leanne, you say that becoming a psychotherapist was an encore career. Can you tell us more about your journey? Yeah, for sure. Um, Prior to studying psychotherapy, I was actually in the insurance industry for over 25 years. And during that time, I was also providing peer counseling on a volunteer basis with a number of organizations over that long time. Um, And an opportunity came along that allowed me to sell my brokerage. And as I thought about what I wanted to do next, I realized that I really enjoyed my volunteer work. And so I decided to go back to school to be able to take it, you know, from a peer counseling level up to uh, a therapist level. And so I went back to school to study psychotherapy and um, yeah, graduated in 17 and have been uh, working in psychotherapy ever since. Wow. And tell me, since I'm not, I'm unfamiliar with this area, um, in general, um, what is peer counseling as opposed to what you do now? Right. right. So peer counseling is like, um, well, for example, I worked in a pregnancy crisis center, like a crisis pregnancy center. And so um, I didn't have to have master's level education training um, to be uh, in that role. It was really more peer support, just kind of like a friend to a friend, um, kind of mentoring uh, type of role, as opposed to actual psychotherapy, where I'm working with people who have mental health struggles. So tell us what psychotherapy is then, if it's not just lying in a couch uh, or sitting beside someone lying on a couch and listening to them and, and saying, uh-huh, very wisely. <laughs> Nobody lies on a couch. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even have a couch in my office. Um, but yet yeah, psychotherapy is talk therapy, is counseling. And, um, and so, you know, we use psychotherapy in different modalities and different techniques to help people with all sorts of mental health issues. So whether that's depression, um, anxiety, it could be ADHD, it could be any number of, uh, you know, diagnoses or conditions that are related to mental health. Yeah. And then just tell us a little bit about your practice. Uh, You serve people in Belleville, Eastern, Central Ontario. What's what's your range? What's your target? What are you up to? (laughs) Yeah, we're physically located in Belleville, Ontario. We've got an office right downtown Belleville. And uh, there's four practitioners in the practice, including myself. And um, so we work you know, with individuals um, right from age six and on up. And uh, we work in person as well as virtually, so by video or by phone um, as well. And I would say primarily most of our clients are in the Belleville, um, Kingston, kind of Coburg area. Um, And then there are some that find working virtually works really well for them. And so we do have some clients that are all over Ontario. 
Wow, Randy knows some people in Thailand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that would be a challenge for me. <laughs> um, and, and, and when people come to you, I mean, just, just help us, you know, understand, because if you've watched, if, if you know nothing about psychotherapy ex except watching Bob Newhart 30 years ago, um, you know, are people sick? Are, 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 are your patients functioning? Are they in serious trouble? What the, how would you define who you work with and how you help them? Yeah, I would say yes to all of the above. So some people who um, come to us are really struggling um, with functioning on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, other people are functioning, but they're struggling. Right. And, and so that struggle is, is getting in the way and, and they're coming to therapy to kind of get things sorted out before it gets worse. Sometimes people are coming to therapy because they're struggling in their relationships and they're having a hard time, you know, whether it's with uh, co-workers or family members or intimate partners, um, you know, there's some relationship issues that's going on and they're trying to figure out what do I do now? Um, and then, you know, sometimes it's really some serious mental health concerns that are going on and um, that, you know, sometimes people are not able to continue working until they get those things under control and and so it's really a mixed bag, Rick. Mm -hmm. And what are the outcomes that you consider successful when you see people like these? Hmm, that's a good question. And is this one that I, you know, usually leave to my clients to answer, you know, in terms of what they consider to be successful, a big part of what we do, we're very goal focused. And so we'll ask people, you know, what are you hoping to get out of our time together? What are you wanting us to really focus on? And so we really try to figure out what those goals are and then really work towards those goals. So, you know, someone is off of work and they're not able to work um, because of, you know, I'm just going to pick on anxiety or depression, you know, one of those two things. And we're really working at mitigating those symptoms that are preventing them from being able to get to work. And so perhaps success might be a return to work in that type of situation. Uh, okay. I'm going to ask the question now that I've been leading up to, is there a success rate that the that, that practitioners can talk about? I mean, after going through psychotherapy, yeah. do most people, some people, a few people, none of the above <laughs> feel better? Yeah, I'm, most people feel better. Um, you know, what degree to better that is, that's a really hard one. And I'm being very careful with what I'm saying here, Rick, because of the regulations on our practice where, you know, we can't express any type of guarantee for people in psychotherapy and we can't, you know, can't really get right. into that because it's so individualized. But, you know, if psychotherapy wasn't effective, there wouldn't be all kinds of therapists around. Okay, I guess, <laughs> I guess that's the way to look at it. Um, it sounds like being a psychotherapist is a demanding, challenging job. Mm. Um, running a practice is probably a bunch of stress that you don't need on top of that. So tell me about your experience setting up your practice and how Jane came into the picture. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I graduated school and wanted to go into private practice. And um, one of the things that I quickly discovered was that while my education program had been super helpful and wonderful at training me to be a psychotherapist and to you know sit with clients and to help them, um, what I didn't learn in my education program was how to run a private practice, which is a business. Um, and so I you know didn't learn um, you you know, how to set up and run that private practice. And, and so some of the things that I was really floundering with at first was, you know, the admin side of things, you know, booking clients in, changing appointments when those were needed, billings, following up with them, sending out reminders, all that type of thing. And that's, you know, as I was really struggling with all of that, that was when I sort of stumbled across Jane and, and found a Jane and started looking, I booked a demo. Um, to see what Jane could do and how it worked. And it just really made sense to me to have a system that would automate a lot of these pieces and really keep things um, running smoothly. And so uh, yeah, it didn't take me long after I found Jane to uh, become a user and a subscriber. Mm -hmm. Did you look at any, Randy, close your ears for a sec. Uh, <laughs> the end, did you look at any other potential solutions or was Jane like the first one you, you that you found? I did look at other solutions and I'm not going to name them, um, but I did look at other solutions and um, I just, I really, I, like I really liked the Jane system. It really appealed to me when I looked at it and I really appreciated the, the personalized touch through the demo that they were giving me that I really felt like they got me as a practitioner um, and what my needs were. And so it, really made the decision easy for me. Randy, how do you feel hearing Leanne say that she feels that Jane got her as a practitioner? Yeah, that's something I'm very proud of our support team for. Um, that's where they really shine. Um, we're a tech company, yes, but we're not just there to simply answer questions. Um, we're there to gain a real deep understanding of what your needs are and then find a solution for you based on that. Um, so we invest a lot of time in getting to know our customers, and um, and I think that really shows in what in what Leanne mentioned right. there. And Leanne, I got to ask you: uh, you had a a mortgage brokerage or insurance brokerage firm, you said. Yes. Um, and so you had a, presumably you had experience with managing clients and broke and you know changing appointments and all that other stuff. So how is it that you had such trouble? when you moved into the psychotherapy business? Great question. And they're just worlds apart, right? The insurance industry as opposed to the mental health world. And so um, they're worlds apart and how you approach things are completely different. Um, and the resources that I had available to me in the insurance world, I really struggled with finding um, in the mental health world and um, you know, just like, yeah, resources on, you know, how to, how to run your practice, that type of thing. And so I just felt so fortunate when I came across um, Jane app because it had so many of those pieces all in one spot for me. Um, but uh, yeah, they're worlds apart. Uh, that's pretty cool. I just wanted to know a little bit more about what Jane does to make sure that you understand your clients and their changing needs. Uh, because, you know, it sounds like, as, as Leanne said, and you should <laughs> put this in lights, you really got her. Yeah. You felt seen. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, a big part of that is our customer support team. Um, you know, the way we dig in and get to learn about our customers. Um, we're also very transparent with our customers. Uh, so something that we do is we have a feature request board, for example, uh, where if there is something in Jane that is either missing or not working to the way you need for it to work, uh, we have this forum where you can go in there and share that with us. Um, and we have a, a system where you can, you know, upvote, right, certain requests and, you know, you can leave comments and things like that. So that way, our product team, they get a good understanding of, you know, what the feature is, uh, but more importantly, how it's going to be used. Um, and we also go to a lot of trade shows and we and different conferences um, and we go there to, I mean, yes, to promote Jane, but the bigger part is getting to meet our community and getting to chat with them and hear from them. Very cool. And, 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 um, Leanne, how was how did you become an ambassador? Because you just always said the right thing at the right time. <laughs> well, yeah, no. <laughs> um, it was a interesting. It was a surprising conversation that I was having um, with Kristen at uh, Jane, um, and I was just talking about some of the things that I was doing, and I and I had some questions for her, and somewhere along there in the conversation, I was just talking to her to ask her some questions and um, let her know how I was using Jane and, and that type of thing. And she says, Leanne, would you want to be an ambassador? And, and I was like, I, Oh, um, I'm not sure what that is. Can you tell me more? <laughs> and so she, she told me more about it. And, and, uh, and I said, Oh, absolutely. I'm already, I'm already doing that. I'm already telling people, other practitioners about Jane and, and that type of thing. And so it, it just made sense at that point in time. So there are many, many companies out there that don't have such strong relationships with their clients and, and they're missing out. So I'm really impressed that uh, with what Jane is doing in, in, in building a real customer facing company. Um, Randy, as an advocate for mental health practitioners, what are some of the, 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 the battles that you've fought on their behalf <laughs> at the company level? Yeah. Um, you know, Jane is uh, used by many different therapists, uh, different disciplines, I should say, um, you know, from massage, right, to, I don't know, a chiropractor, right, to a mental health practitioner. So, you know, everybody's needs are so different. Um, so for me, it was really about putting like a mental health spin, if you will, to things, right, to how our features would run so that they would work uh, well for them. Yeah. Um, and, and, do you find that means have you ever been caught in the middle? I'm not, I'm not asking you to criticize your employer in any way, but you know, I mean, you've got the, the 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 users asking for things or looking for help or being confused, and you're their you're their advocate. So, um, yeah. ha have there been um, certain incidents that, that you recall fondly? <laughs> Where you yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, no, good question. I, I wouldn't say that I've been caught in the middle. Um, you know, our team is is just very interested in right knowing how our mental health practitioners are going to be doing their work and what their needs are. Um, where, you know, where 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 I might disappoint somebody is in the amount of time it takes to put out a new feature. Right? They don't come just like that overnight. Uh, there's you know, if there's a new feature that needs to come out, right? Just understanding that everything behind the scenes is linked, right? So when we do one thing, it might impact another area of Jane that we have to work on first. So some changes that we put out, they do take a bit of time. Um, 
not because we're not trying to get it out as soon as possible. It's just the sheer amount of work that's required. Right, right. Le- Leanne, any thoughts from your point of view about that um, relationship? You, 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 you feel they got you, but you, you also feel heard if you're saying, you know, we wish we could do something about that bug in, in, in client records or whatever. Yeah, and and I do feel I do feel that they do listen, they do pay attention, and it's it's really um, been encouraging to me, having you know past experience and previous career also using software companies, um, but Jane is so transparent with their process in terms of you know if there's a feature request or a, a fix that that is sent in, you you're able to see kind of where that request is at. And they're honest. They come back and, and they'll tell us like, you know, oh, that's going to be a much bigger project than we were thinking it was going to be. It's going to take us longer. Or, and so it's, you're not left in the dark sort of wondering, okay, did anyone see that or, or what's happening with it? So um, it's been really refreshing to have this experience with Jane. That's really cool. Have you learned anything about how to wheedle Jane into you know, is there, there's probably a right way and a wrong way to ask for features or changes or, or considerations. Have you figured anything out about, <laughs> about that? Well, it's good if what you're looking for is not just applicable to you and your practice, right? If you can, you know, look at it and say, well, this will help me, but it's also going to help others. Um, then, um, and that's another thing with um, the, the, feature board that Randy was talking about is one person can go on there and put on a request, but then if you, if I like someone else's request then I can vote for it. And so Jane pays attention to how many people are liking a request, right? So then they know, okay, well, we need to prioritize this more. And so really it's, it's, um, you know, you want that, you want what you're requesting to make sure that it is applicable to more than just you and your practice. Although I'm, I'm not unconvinced that they still wouldn't do it, even if it was just for one practitioner. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's quite something. Um, and, and Randy, from, from, from your side, how would you suggest, and I'm thinking not just of, you, of, of the two of you and your relationship with Jane, but I'm thinking on behalf of the entrepreneurs listening who have um, suppliers who they're trying to work with and get some changes made, get better service, get some tweaks to the product or service, whatever. Um, any, any, any thoughts from your perspective there on how entrepreneurs should uh, pose their, their, their requests, should, should word them, should, should think about them <laughs> and, in order to get you know, maximum uh, impact at the, at the, the supplier level? Yeah, I think it's important not to be so hung up on how something should look or like the number of steps it takes to do something, but really focus on the problem that you're trying to solve. Um, Because it's not always going to look like that one way. Uh, There's very creative ways of going about solving things that, you know, if you have, like Jane, a very wide customer base across different disciplines, right, you can kind of solve this one issue for everybody at a time. But again, it doesn't have to look that way one way that you think it should look right okay so let the process play out a little <laughs> to a certain extent i like that uh, leanne tell us a little bit more about psychotherapy masterminds so you're not busy enough and you start us a, 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 i guess a side business or a second business um 
help trying to to help and guide other uh, other people in their mental health practices. So what was the opportunity that you saw and and what does that this organization look like? Psychotherapy Masterminds. Great question. Yeah, so I, as I mentioned um, before, coming out of uh, school and starting my own private practice, you know, I was really recognizing that we were not trained at all on the business side of things for running a private practice. And and I know, you know, earlier I said they're vastly different insurance and mental health, and they really are. And there are some transferable skills um, for for business that I was able to kind of bring across. And what I was finding is as I was really finding my own footing in private practice, um, I would be, you know, talking with other therapists and asking questions and finding out that they were very much in a similar situation um, to me where, you know, feeling like, I I don't, where are the resources for this, that, or the other thing? And and so what ended up happening just naturally is I would find something, I'd start using it, I'd, you know, try this, that, or the other thing, and it would start working. And I would start, you know, talking with other people, oh, have you tried this? Have you thought about that? And more and more people started coming to me asking, oh, if you want, if you want something, you know, ask Leanne. So it just became this kind of natural thing, just kind of grew organically. Um, and so I started putting things together more in formal trainings to help people with those fundamental pieces of their private practice. And so that's really where Psychotherapy Masterminds got its start, um, was just mostly through conversations and then recognizing that, okay, you know, a lot of people are asking me similar type questions. How do I put this together in a way that will work for more people. And that's really interesting because if, if, if I'm a, a recent graduate and, and someone who didn't have a 20 career, 20 year career in business beforehand, I come out and think, I don't know how to do this. I'm, I'm really dumb. Whereas you had the business experience to say, I am not being supported. There is not good support here. There needs to be, there should be, yeah. And needs to be a support system here. So you were able to see, it's not my fault. <laughs> it doesn't make me any less of a psychotherapist. That I don't know how to begin. Mm-hmm. And so you, so, so you saw an opportunity to put some sort of a platform exactly. in place. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's really cool. So, so how does psychotherapy masterminds work now? Is it training? Do you have various materials? Do you have a, do, do you sell a, a, a solution? Um, so it's most it's trainings, right? It's courses, and some of them are live, um, but they're all online. So it'd be like online by Zoom, where we do different trainings for different aspects of practices. And then there are some of the trainings that are actually asynchronous, so you can go online and do them on your own time. Um, and uh, so it's, it's a little bit of a mixed bag, depending on you know what parts you're looking for. And, um, and it's been growing nicely. It's not you know huge by any means because I do have a very full private practice, and that's my main focus. Um, but it is something that is available for people who are looking for something like that. I love that your encore career has a side hustle, by the way. <laughs> I mean, you're doing everything right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Doing everything right. Uh, you you did a video, I, I think it was recently, on how to find your first clients. Mm-hmm. Can you share any tips from that? Because there's probably a lot of entrepreneurs in all kinds of fields looking for help finding their first clients. Yeah, first clients is that's always, you know, I think the challenge for new practitioners is, you know, um, who's going to want to work with me when I haven't worked with anyone before? And and so I encourage people, you know, practitioners, really to think about 
who do you want to work with? Number one, right? Who, who is your ideal client? Who would you want to work with? And then really be thinking about where are they? Where do they hang out? You know, where, where might I find them? Um, and so, you know, just thinking of the mental health field and thinking, you know, if there was a practitioner who was thinking that they wanted to work in grief therapy, right? Thinking about, well, where, where might my clients be? And, you know, you might want to reach out to some hospices or even funeral homes and let them know that you're a new therapist in the area. And that if they, you know, have people there who are looking for support, you know, here's my contact information. So really thinking about where, who your client is first, and then where are they? Right. And then and then going down that path, right, of, of finding you know, who your client is and where are they and then putting yourself in a position to naturally be the one that they turn to. Have you done that? Have you called up a funeral home and said, hey, I don't do, know, I don't do home. therapy. So, no, I haven't done that one. <laughs> That's not a, a specific area of focus for me. <laughs> right, OK, it, it's just that it sounds like once you've, it's something I never would have thought of, but once yeah. you say it, I think, yeah, that, that, that if, if you've got the guts to do some cold calling, that sounds like a really uh, 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 powerful uh, piece of work to, to, to take a morning and do. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's different, right? In men- in mental health is, is very um, different. It's, you know, when you're talking about cold calling um, more, you know, from the aspect of a therapist, it's, you know, talking to, somebody, you know, say at a funeral home and and say, you know, those conversations that you may be having with family members may be really difficult when they're in that acute state of grief, right? And and just talking about, you know, that may be really difficult for for you. And if there's a way that I can help you in supporting your customers, then, you know, maybe we can work together on that. Um, Yeah. mm -hmm. I I think that's beautiful. And hopefully as an entrepreneur in in any industry can, can, can look at that and say, hey, that that applies to me. I can call this mm-hmm. this group and just let them know I'm out there. Exactly. I don't have that, mm-hmm. and, and that's possibly a little easier than actually asking for their business, which yes. is the really scary cold call. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just let people know I'm I, I'm out here and I'm happy to to help is a is a is a great message. And uh, Randy Jane's all about helping the helpers. So can you tell us a little bit about Jane's bursary program? who's it for and what the recipients are are doing with it. Yes. So we've got a great bursary program where every month we award uh, bursaries to folks who've applied. Um, So it can be a charity, a nonprofit, or maybe somebody just starting out and they haven't quite reached that uh, charity or nonprofit status yet. Uh, And, you know, these are typically folks who are making a big difference in their communities. Um, I'll give an example. Uh, last month, we gave a bursary out to, it was a family who had lost uh, two uh, infants uh, to stillbirth. And uh, in their little hamlet that they lived in, there was not a lot of support. So they decided to create that. Um, and now this um, this organization has grown to uh, support like hundreds of families a year. Um, and yeah, and they do this all free of charge. It's all volunteer led. Um, so they approached us to see if they can use Jane, um, you know, at a discounted price or for free. And we were able to we were able to grant that to them. Um, and for them, what it means is it allows them to put that money back into 
uh, bring in more resources for their community. That's really cool. Uh, can you tell us what the program's called and how people can find out more information? Yeah, it's just our, our Jane Bursary program. Um, folks can just reach out to our support team. So the email address is support at janeapp.com and just uh, ask for an application. Uh, we'll send one out and you just fill it in and we'll be in touch with you. That's really cool. And to be clear, the bursary is just for not-for-profits and charities and not for people who aren't good at cold calling. That, that's right. <laughs> no shortcuts here. Make the call, right? Okay. And uh, just a final question as we ease on out of here, wondering what the, 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 the future looks like. Leanne, um, you know, where do you see your practice going uh, over the next few years? And how do you see the, your, your side hustle coming along? <laughs> Good question. Well, hopefully my practice continues to grow. It's doing well. Um, and so hopefully it continues to grow and to meet people's needs and to help, you know, continue helping people because um, that's the whole point of what we're doing. Um, and the same thing for psychotherapy masterminds. The goal is to help as many therapists as, as we possibly can. And so to be able to, to grow in a way that continues to help and support others is really what I would see for the future. That sounds very cool. And Randy, do you have any plans for the future or, or does Jane have plans for the future that you can share with us? Yeah, I mean, I think we're continuing to grow. Um, you know, we've got other disciplines also reaching out to us and um, like the medical aesthetics community, for example, right? We've been getting a lot of signups from them. So, you know, it's us again, going in there, understanding their specific needs and making Jane like the best uh, application for them. Sorry, what, what community did um, you say? A medical medical aesthetics. aesthetics and can you explain yeah. what that means to a layperson yeah so folks doing like um like botox or like laser skin um treatments and things like that yeah i've been thinking about it um sorry yes sorry well back to the podcast yes um <laughs> so so that would be a new a, a new area of business for jane yeah, I mean, one of the new ones. I mean, we've got a lot of folks who are signing up and, and reaching out to us. So, um, you know, now's our time to, to really get to know them. Right. And if an insurance broker came to you and said, can I adapt your system to our industry, what would you say? Oh, you know what? We have had folks who've, um, I mean, they've just used the booking end of things. Well, like they, so during tax time for, or not tax time, but um, I'm thinking accountant, sorry. But uh, yeah, we do have folks who just use like a portion of Jane for their business. So sometimes it's just the booking side of things and maybe they do the charting side to kind of make some client notes and they have it in their system. Right. And, and on, in, in, in your department where you're uh, advocating uh, on, on behalf of the mental health sector, um, you know, do you have targets? Do you have uh, some, some goals, some aspirations for your own work? Um, we're looking to grow more in the U.S. right now. Yeah, we're, we're, I mean, we're, we're, we've got a, a good uh, number of clinics using Jane in Canada, right? But we're, we're focusing a little bit on the U.S. as well because they have uh, different needs, right, in terms of billing and things like that. I was thinking it's because they're going through an awful lot of stress right now <laughs> in the United States. But 
that, that, <laughs> that too. too. Okay, <laughs> good enough. Final question for both of you. And Randy, why don't you go first so Leanne can have the final word. Any final words of wisdom or advice that you want to share with our entrepreneurial audience? Yeah. So when I think of Jane and what makes us different, I think it's the fact that we are constantly focusing on the people, right? We're so client focused um, about their needs, who they are, how they use the product. Um, so my advice is to, to do that. Perfect. <laughs> Focus on the people. Leanne, the last word is yours. Yeah, I would say uh, to you know, new entrepreneurs to be patient and stay positive. Right. If you think, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day and neither will your business be built in a day. It's going to take time to build it, but stay positive, keep pushing and remember why you started in the first place. That's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, There's another angle to your story as well, I guess, that, that, that could be advice. If you're having trouble getting started, then you know that, hey, other people are having trouble getting started and all the the hard lessons you learn, all the headaches you go through. Maybe you can monetize that one day by selling that expertise as well, because mm-hmm. that, that's your side hustle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So anything that does not kill us makes us stronger. Thank you so much for talking with us about Jane.app today. We've been talking with Randy Chu of Jane.app, and we've been talking with Leanne Wood of Rethink Me, a psychotherapy private practice in Belleville, Ontario. Thanks, both of you. Keep on doing that really cool partnership and ambassadoring things. And we hope to hear more great things about you in the future. Thank you, Rick. Thanks, Thank Rick. you. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Startup Canada podcast. This show is produced by Lauren Hicks and Maddie Stiles, and it's made possible by the support of MasterCard and Scotiabank. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Until next week, I'm your host, Rick Spence.